Welcome to the Connection Project Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Olson. In my search for personal truth and a deep desire to allow more joy into my life experience, I discovered the power of connection. Join me as I interview incredible guests and learn of their amazing journeys to personal well-being. Hi, and welcome to the Connection Project podcast. I am very excited to introduce today's guest. John Pogachar is currently sitting in Kings Canyon National Park in California. You'll be getting treated to the sounds of nature today, um, birds, he is camping. John Pogachar worked uh, for many years in the retail industry. He was a police officer and he is most recently the creator, founder, and heart behind the Love on Every Billboard movement. And welcome to the welcome to the podcast, John. Thanks, Emily. Thank you so much. So it's it's ironic that we've connected at this time because I believe it was uh, is it two years now that you came up with the idea for the Love on Every Billboard movement? It'll be it'll be two years in um, like September. Yeah, Got yeah it. about two years in September. Yeah. So it's coming on. I can't believe it. Wow. Yeah, and this is where I mean, in Kings Canyon National Park is where the whole idea came about. But it was just an idea, but it came up at that time. So tell me what happened. Um, you know, I was sitting here and we had, well, you and I had also been on a coaching call um, and that we were going through these coaching calls and we had talked about in the coaching calls about um, love and how love is the only answer and how love, if we had enough love in, in our lives, then then we could slowly start to figure, forgive ourselves and forgive other people in the world about for just things that, that are happening. And so when I came here and camped for a couple of weeks, it was like, how can I, how could I even express that more in my life? And then the whole idea is like, could you put it on a billboard? That was, that was an initial thought. It's like, you could put it on a billboard. That would be really, really big. And, bold and setting it out for everybody to see. Um, <clears throat> but there was some fear behind that whole idea. Like, oh, nobody has ever done anything like that. And why? Would, who says you could do that? And um, so, but it was so for two months, I sat there and just thought about it. Yeah, I just sat there and thought, I thought a lot about it. And um, I went to a meditation retreat a couple of weeks after that and told somebody about it. And they thought, wow, that's a great idea. Do it, you know, but there's still so much fear about it. So I scrolled it on a napkin, what it looked like. And, um, and sat with that idea and putted around with that idea and threw that napkin onto my, um, my dining room table and it got piled, you know, mail got dumped up on top of it and, um, but it seemed to always find its way back up to the top of the pile. Mm. Um, and then I happened to come up 
what really pushed it overboard was I started to see things. I started to see the word love um, in department store windows, on people's shirts. Um, and then what really pushed over the top was when I had come up to help you support with your project. And we had gone out onto the wharf and on the way off the wharf, someone had left a rock on one of the pilings that said love on it, painted in red. And I said, okay, all right, you're trying to tell me to go do, do this. <laughs> so I'm going to go do it. And then, so I went out and bought the, the space for the billboard and, um, and then got on the coaching call and ended up telling Kyle Cease, who was our mentor at that time, all about it. And he loved the project and just took off from there. So. so when you came up, so uh, for the listeners, um, I'll just let them know. I had done my, in October of 2018, I had finally um, had my own courage to do uh, yes. a mental health storytelling event called the Connection Project in Sydney. And you were really inspired by that project. Um, and you came literally from the United States to support the project and help on opening night. And um, that was so incredible. So you were in Sydney, staying in Sydney, BC, and you went out onto the wharf and you saw that rock. I'm so curious who painted that rock. Uh, <laughs> it would be amazing to know. But Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. And then, and then it was so interesting that you, you then found the support and the, the courage to go and do that through finally speaking up about it, right? Yeah, it was really cool. And I can remember you and I had got together because Kyle said, do you have a website? And I go, I just came up with the idea. I have no idea what, you know, what this is going to look like. And um, I was thought it's a social experiment for me just to put out, just to see what's going to happen. He said he had a, you need a website because people want to contribute to that. And I can remember you and I staying up. Well, Very I always stayed late. up till 10 o'clock, <laughs> but Emily Olson stayed up till like three o'clock in the morning trying to come up with a website yeah. and then waking up the next day and going, I, 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 you know, it didn't come, it didn't come to me. And so, and it was like, fine, you know, that's okay. That's cool. We'll work on it today. Yeah. And then. And then I remember um, Amelia Ann, someone else from Kyle's team, and who was also on our call with us, said, I have a gift for you. And she swept her, swept her computer around, and she goes, here it is. It's called Love on Every Billboard, and there's your website. And wow. it was like, wow, amazing. So, so and then I was money like, yes, I don't have to finish <laughs> that website. <laughs> I was exhausted by this point, but I totally believed in you. you know? Yeah. Yeah, I know. And there was, you know, there was, there was tears, tears from everybody, tears from you about yeah. that and tears from me about, you know, receiving even more than I've ever received before in my whole life, you know, and then money just started to flow in for the project too. So it was pretty cool. Pretty so the cool. The project is essentially, um, the website is a place to go and find out information about it. Um, yes. The project itself is uh, for people who are inspired to put the word love on a billboard and you have the files and, and to do that, correct? Yes, I do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. if somebody in their own town or city um, wants to put up a billboard that just says the word love, just to remind people of that very important 
idea and feeling or whatever it means to them, um, they will they will do that by like crowdsourcing and doing GoFundMe, um, you know, fundraisers or what have you. And then the the billboard will stay up for a month or however long they raise the funds for. So where was the first billboard? The first billboard was in Spokane, Washington. I the first four ended up being in Spokane. And that's yeah. where you were living at the time. Yes, that's where I was living at the time. And what was so it was pretty like cool because be... I just I bought one and then Kyle gave me money for three others in that initial call with him. So it was pretty cool because we got to um, um, do some TV interviews with it, and then uh, another friend of ours, um, Stoss, came up from California and grabbed a buddy of his from Seattle. And they came over and they filmed um, and did a short documentary about love, you know, showing up in Spokane and about this and where else it could go. So, um, yeah, all of a sudden you just get this outpouring of this is a great idea. I want to be involved in it. Let's let's do it. Yeah. And I know you reached out to me, too, and said, I want to put a billboard up also. And ended up putting one up, too. Yeah, a friend of mine. Um, Jojo Beatty, she was inspired by it. I think she saw something about it on my Facebook page and she messaged me and she says, I want to do it. So she was actually the one who really got, got called to do it. And then the, the two of us went, okay, let's do this. And, you know, we raised money and we got the billboard up and I think it was up for about five or six weeks. Mm-hmm. And there is an unexpected feeling when you actually see the billboard and you either stand near it if you're able to or just watch it or drive by it. What was your initial feeling when that first billboard went up? Well, um, I was pretty overwhelmed when I first saw it, you know, just to go, wow, there's your idea. And it's plastered on a billboard standing high above, you know, above people, standing high above cars. And, um, and I can remember going, I wonder what everybody's thinking and wanting to, um, take an orange cone and block traffic and with a clipboard, go out and ask people, um, what they thought about it. So, um, so, but that was like my ego wanting to do that. It's like, oh, I don't think I can do that. I don't think people are going to (laughs) stop. It's so, but I did stand up under the billboard. I can remember for a couple hours, the first one that went up. And just waved at people and smiled at people. And um, I was just excited. You know, I probably did some dancing. I Some people did stop. Some friends of mine did come along. We took pictures underneath it. And um, yeah, as, you know, as other people saw it and go, I want to do this one in my city. I want to do one, in, you know, in, a, in, in their place, their town. Then it was like, oh my gosh, maybe you have something here. Oh my gosh, maybe um, maybe this is something that, that people have been craving or they want to buy into this idea. So it made, you, it made me think that why have I been sitting on so many ideas I have had throughout my life and why not put your ideas out there for everybody to see? And some are going to be, you know, some people are going to light up about them and some... And some may not resonate with it at all. So, wow, yeah. So you're you're a father, 
um, you're a friend, you're kind of a free spirit. You've traveled from, you know, coast to coast with, um, you know, a car and a tent and yeah. you've journeyed and, and met people since you started this project. Um, what is it in you that felt so attracted to this concept of love and what is your wish for the world? Well, I wish we could all just live more in that, in that idea, in that realm, um, and not focus on, on other things. We have, you know, there's so many other distractions that come up in the world and, um, you know, and I could name a puppet room, but I don't even want to live there. Mm -hmm. I want to live in a place of love. And so, um, I totally believe that we all have our own reality and it depends on where you want to live. Do you want to live in a reality of, you know, CNN and Fox news and, you know, all the things that are happening, or do you want to live in, um, and embody nature and live out in nature? And do you want to see the good in life? And do you want to, um, share love with people and sing songs, um, that was another thing I can remember, you know, being at Thanksgiving at your home. Um, when it was your brother's home that we had Thanksgiving at where there was a piano and his daughter stepped up and played, played music. And there was so much love in that home and it just embodied that. And you could say, this is, this is a family I want to spend some time with. And remember spending the evening with you guys and just like, wow, this is where, this is the kind of things I want to embody in my life. Mm. so where wasn't yeah. there love in your life well yeah i suppose um growing up with seven children you know with the, the family of seven children it was like trying to find that love um because there was so much it was so spread it had to be so spread out um and um i suppose um now i'm being vulnerable about this whole idea, but this, um, you know, um, in a marriage for eight years, although there seemed like there was love there, um, a lot of the times it was missing. Um, and, and, um, you know, going back, going into my inner child, there was times when then I, you know, shut him up and said, you know, I don't have time to talk to you. And um, and not being able to give myself enough self-love, you know, that is coming up for me right now, too. Um, yeah, but that then that's been a journey. That's been a, the journey of self-love has been real important for me. Um, and some of the coaching calls that I've been on with you and 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 other people have really brought that out. You know, when are you going to start checking in? This like the meditation, when are you going to start meditating? And then also, when are you going to start checking in just with your inner child to see what's going on? And he is, is he showing up pissed off, mad about something? Are you taking some time for him? I can remember one day I'm walking across the kitchen floor and feeling a tug on my leg. And it was like, what the heck was that? And it's like the little boy's down there upset. And I'm going, yep. Right after I finish this sandwich, I'll come and talk to you. And then, you know, having that tug even even stronger. It's like amazing. Um, said, okay, 
and picking him up, setting him on the table and having a discussion and talking with him, you know? So it's something I have to literally do, you know, from time to time. It's checking in, making sure everything's good. Yeah. Wow. Thanks for your honesty. It's, <laughs> I don't know. I think, it's a, you know, part of me goes, that's crazy thought, but it's totally true. You have yeah. to check in with yourself, see how you're doing. Yeah. Well, and as adults, we have the opportunity to to be there for that inner child, right? I am so intrigued by inner child work. I did a little bit of it in trauma therapy, but it is mm-hmm. the most worthwhile work. I believe that uh, love, loving ourselves is such a huge component to healing, to yeah. healing the difficult experiences in our lives. And, you know, uh, having conversations with people specifically in reaction to your billboards, it's so interesting, the variation of perspectives. Um, but one of which was, the question, which was, what kind of a human being has that capacity? Like, how beautiful that a, that a person can say, this is how important love is to me. And you're always going to resonate with someone when you come from the true self, right? Mm-hmm. How has this movement expanded john how many billboards are there well let's see we put up the 108th one yesterday in fayetteville north carolina we have another one thank you so much we have another one going up tomorrow in a small little town which i have some family in in hamilton montana um so that's really cool um so we've told of that'll be 109 um, and we've we've went ar- I've gone around the world with it. The recent recently they've been in New Zealand. Um, in re- my home country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, the two friends of mine um, in New Zealand wanted to um, sponsor those billboards over there in response to um, or a celebration of a shooting that happened. So they wanted to celebrate the people who had lost their lives a year ago in Christchurch. Christchurch. Yeah. And um, so we've had that. They've been in Austria and um, the Ukraine and Russia and in Canada in three different areas, three different provinces, which is really, really cool. Um, And in um, 12 states now of the United States. So... It's yeah, we cool. have a mutual friend, friend in Regina who's who's Oh, Amy. Right? Amy, yeah. She yeah. she put the billboards up there and I think they've gone for like 15 weeks now or something. Yes, yeah. That's she amazing. So, so excited. Well, the billboard companies don't want to come and take down a billboard sign unless they have one to put up. And since mm-hmm. nobody bought the advertising behind her sign, it stays up. So um which was really cool because she had been wanting to do that for a year and she'd been working on it and working on it and working on it. And then finally was able to, you know, get the money put aside for it. And then the last day it could go up before that company shut down because of COVID, 
um, it went up on that last day. And so and now it's been able to stay up for 15 weeks. So pretty cool. It's so interesting uh, what you said about um, the billboard going up in honor of what happened in Christchurch. Um, I was actually born not far from there, but just thinking about the energetic call of that place to the energy of the intention behind the billboard. I, I'm a firm believer in that we are energetic beings as well. And that energy holds so much power. And so I just love this, John. I just love that your heart and your pain simultaneously created this desire to, to take an action from a place of being, right? And that that has inspired others. And what you're doing is you're, you're uplifting. You're an uplifter. You're bringing people to that sense of knowing in them that wants to connect to that love and for whatever reason right um and so it would be interesting to know the locations what's going on in those locations and what type of healing those those places have been asking for um yeah it, it would be an interesting kind of study and also to the go. people involved. Yeah, to go to the physical locations of the billboards and find out the literal history and place of that of that land, you know? I just mm -hmm. Yeah, cuz place is also important where things occur, right? Uh-huh. Um and the fact that you know, I'm talking to you when you're back in Kings Canyon where the initial thought was birthed and yeah, it's just beautiful. It's just I I just absolutely love it. Uh-huh. That's interesting. That maybe it, it was all that that the signs were attracted to the places where it needed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is the website, John? It's called Love on Every Billboard. Dot com or oh, yeah. dot org. Love on every yeah. billboard dot com. Love on every yep. billboard dot com. And there's some movies on there, little video clips and yeah, I know some you've little been video on clips. other podcasts and Yep. In the Today Show, um, in right. February of last year, we were on the Today Show. Not in person, but they did a story about us. And then, um, oh, and we were in the Jason Mraz video, um, Love is the Only Answer. So you can find us there, too. A little blurb. Right. Yeah. That was pretty cool. So cool, just fun things hmm. have just come out of this you know meeting fun people meeting um exciting people and then just turning around and go i would have never even thought it could have been on up jason moraz video would have never never in a million years it's so amazing you put an idea out there and just watch it bloom it's like a little kid just growing i for a while there i wanted to push it so hard and i know stoss wanted to push it so hard but it's like just step back and let's just step back and see what happens he went off to bali for a month and then magic just started happening once he once we just kind of stepped back because that's when a young lady from russia called and said my company is a, um, a media company and we want to put that um on 22 billboards in russia for the day of um valentine's day so they wow. were um, electronic billboards and then they flew a drone up 
and then you could see the the footage of that what the drone took yeah i was just triple checking from russia with love that's a bomb <laughs> movie right <laughs> oh my goodness yeah james bond i love yeah. it that's so. incredible john and i love these stories and they're only gonna continue on and and it's it's taken it's taken uh hold and it's it's its own entity and you you know but it's such a beautiful thing that that came from you and that you you know went with that calling what are yeah. what are some other things that have come about for you in the last couple of years because i know you've been working on sort of personal development stuff you're you're really being connected to who you are. I know you've done a lot of writing. Uh, what's next for you? Well, I, um, my youngest daughter had a baby um, in February, but when they told me a couple months before that, and they started getting you know gifts and stuff like that, they had got a gift um, from a friend that had wrote a little note inside the book, and it was like, this is a this is a book that my grandfather wrote for me when I was a little kid. So I, I heard that and I thought, you know what, I could write a book. I could write a book. And so I was inspired about that. And so I woke up the next morning at like one o'clock in the morning and um, wrote down a few ideas that had just come up to my mind. And so I wrote those down. And then I found Starbucks early in the morning and just scribbled down the rest of the book um, during that day. And then it was able to get it to an editor and we kind of edit it back and forth because it's about, um, the story is about um, a little child coming into the world and what he wants his mom and dad to know in the first five days of, after he was birthed. Um, and the little kid was a little, um, was a little tyrant at first. So we kind of calmed him down <laughs> a little bit, hoping that he would appeal to more people. But um yeah, he was kind of a, you know, hey, you got to do this and you got to do that. So we kind of calmed him down a little bit and it's, and it's beautiful. And we have him. And now the book or the story is with an illustrator. So hopefully, you know, by the end of the year, it'll be all done. And so we can get it published and stuff. So that is that has come about, which was I'm really happy about that. And then, um, oh, I'm playing with my my coaching program and wanting to help coach people because, you know, it's taken a while for me to start putting out my ideas. And it's like, what if we could, you know, work with people along the way and, and, and help them understand that, Hey, your ideas, there's some value, there's value there and potential there. And you don't have to work at a nine to five job that you can sit back, meditate, find some possibilities, work with somebody, and then come out with, you know, some of these other things that are, some of these things maybe you have need some inner child work and so some of the stuff i can help you with or um help you find your own insight into your world your reality so mm. that's i'm really excited about that and that's really coming more into fruition as i sit in the park and uh, and think about it and then talk with people on the phone so yeah that's that's gonna be that this is a, a big project too wow. and just you know because i'd love to see what young people can do because there's times when we, we, you know, or older people, you know, and um, we, we get programmed all along our life. You know, we can do this. You can't do that. Don't do this. Don't do that. And at a, um, a young age, 
all those things that are coming in are just being told to us. And we don't have any ability to discern, you know, yes or, or no about it. So we just, okay, great. This is all coming in. And it's not till later in life that we finally decide that, yeah, I can make a choice for myself. But then there are sometimes that, you know, you get told, well, adults, elders have, for me, it was like elders know better than you. And so, so I always would discern to somebody else or say, um, okay, what, what should I do? You know, not thinking for myself about really what I wanted to do, but I want to be that person that can say, hey, what are you thinking about? And what do you want to do? What's your insight about this, this issue in your life? Yeah. I think the more and more we go through, as we evolve as a people, we'll need to, to realize that coaching is, is going to be is important. And um, we need to have coaches in our life, whether it be teachers or parents or, you know, in sports or just some mentor that can reach out to people and help them along the way. Yeah, I've been so lucky with mentors in my life. And what I find mentorship does is it allows for even more connections to be made because, you know, especially if you're doing group mentorship or workshops or anything like that, and you're working within a group, you make connections that you don't know are going to last and turn into friendships like Mm-hmm. you and yeah, I like ours and, yes <laughs> you know and it's just it's really fantastic and then where do those go where do those lead to and um you know you find who resonates with you and sometimes you find people that really uh trigger the heck out of you and those are those <laughs> are extremely valuable relationships too right because yeah. if you, you want to lean into those learnings there's there's beauty there too yeah i just i just wish you all the best with everything you do. And I, you know, I have always encouraged you uh, to continue writing. You're an incredible writer and the ability to put on the page, the feelings that you have in your heart always has inspired me. One particular piece about vulnerability um, that I love that I hope will get into print one day, but I won't, I won't tell it all here. Um, but I'm just so grateful to you, John, for, for hearing a calling and following through on it. And it was just so lovely to witness people step up and help and support. I know there's probably so many names you could list right now. Um, but, but definitely celebrate yourself in that, you know, and I, and I know you do, I know you do. I can see, you know, the changes and and the respect and love that you, you hold. You're, you're very calm and centered and, and, and funny. And you're just, you're just a really solid human being that, that has uh, obviously a lot of love to give. And thank you for being the reminder for so many people that that's available to them, you know, fear and love, fear and love. What are you going to choose? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Emily, it's been so much fun to be here. I love I, you know, I love you so much and, and your family and just, you're just incredible. So thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Thanks, John. And we will, we will uh, connect listeners to uh, your website and give some information on how they can contact you if they feel inspired to uh, put up their own billboard for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> make sure you stay connected, everybody. Thanks for being here with us. And thanks again to you, John. Thank you.
Once again, thank you for listening to the Connection Project podcast. If you wish to connect with myself or any of the guests, please leave a voice message on the podcast website at anchor.fm forward slash the connection project. Perhaps you'll hear yourself on an upcoming episode. To get in touch with me or to learn more about my work, please visit my website at emilyolsonpresents.com. The Connection Project podcast is edited and produced by Nick Gilchrist Audio Productions.